How's it going, everyone? Welcome back. It is Monday, February, let's see here. It is February 24th, uh, 2020, and you are listening to the Absolute OKS Show on the Interwebs, the Really Dead Advice Podcast. So, uh, we got some interesting things to talk about this week. Got a whole whole list here, including some updates on, uh, on some of the stuff last week, uh, and a correction sent in. So, we're going to have a have a correction on, on part of what was said. Um... Ooh, on what topic? Well, you'll see. You'll see when we get the corrections. Um, so, what's new with you, Dave? What's been going on this week since the last time we spoke? So, you know the term, life is like a box of chocolate. BS. Life is like a dirty diaper. You never know what you're going to get, but you know it at least involves crap. <laughs> okay. The, that's how I'm looking right. at life right now. Uh I don't know if that one's going to stick as well as life is like a box of chocolates, but we'll go with it. <laughs> My youngest is two and a half, and we are we have one of those cribs that becomes like a toddler bed. Uh, so we're trying to teach her how to have her own bed, but she really likes to jump into her sister's bed, and she's got like a full twin bed now at this point. So, so it's really hard to keep them in the same bed because they share a room, and we just purchased the bed for her the exact same bed our oldest daughter has but we're waiting for one package out of two to end up at my house so i'm a little pissed off because it's like four days past what i was supposed to show and i call the company and i'm like hey my package is in here and my basic answer was yep says i'll be there tomorrow all right uh thanks (laughs) that doesn't Uh, help that's helpful (laughs) that's helpful how about you how's your life going on uh doing doing pretty well same old same old um ooh, i am enjoying i'll tell you on uh the free games for playstation plus this month i'm <laughs> sorry the dog's going off again so for the free games uh for playstation plus this month we got uh one of the games was the bioshock collection is that supposed to be is... like a really good one yes 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 um when Bioshock first came out, it was it was one of those games that kind of like just changed everything, as they say. And I mean, it was it's a fantastic game that the original Bioshock, but that came out, God knows, I mean, ten years ago, something like that. Maybe, maybe, even, maybe even longer than that. I'm not sure. I'd have to um, look it up. I think 2007 is yeah, 2007 is when the first Bioshock game came out. Um, yeah, and it was it was fantastic, just amazing game. And then they got, you know, Bioshock 2, and then the third one was Bioshock Infinite. Now, this collection is all three again, and I am just itching, itching to get in there and play play back through Bioshock 1. Uh, and, well, play through all the, the whole thing there. So so I got that going for me, which is nice. Um, <laughs> fucking dog. Jeez, that dog. That dog really <laughs> wants something from you. He just wants attention. He just really, really wants attention. Been kind of watching. Have you like catch up with Arrow now? Oh, I quit that for I I quit that whole all of them. What and that whole Arrowverse? Arrowverse, uh, yeah. I mean the whole nine yards. I I stopped all so of no them. No Flash, think, no Arrow, no no heroes that should have been never created. Whatever. It's oh, called. stop it! That is a good show. And I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a DC fan at all, but that's like the only thing I like out of the DC universe is, are those shows that Arrowverse. You know what I think needs to come back and that was actually good? Daredevil. Yes. He, but that's he not was, DC. That's Marvel. 
I know, but like out of the comic series, like um, Punisher was another one that I really liked. It was that I don't I stopped watching for time mostly. I just didn't have time. I was watching other stuff, and that's one of them where I was like, God, I really should get back to it. To to Punisher, but not the other ones. You didn't? Did you not like uh, Iron it, Fist or Luke um, Cage or? Hmm. Luke Cage had some badass moments, but I don't feel like it was that great. Um, mm. Iron Fist was too much of a stretch. I um, loved Iron Fist. I didn't like it. Um, How was it too much of a stretch, though? Like what? I about? just, I just felt. I don't know how to put it without sounding really stupid, but it just felt fake. Like so, I, I, you realize this is in a universe where, where everything else is is very mystical and. I do. Like, this is the but same universe just, as the Incredible Hulk, but Iron Fist feels fake to you. It, Yeah, I know, but that's what I mean. I was like, <laughs> I, I was watching it, like, so you're telling me his fist is the only thing he's got for him? Really? That's yeah. fucking stupid. Well, like, and obviously his training as a martial artist. Yeah, it's dumb. It's like, it, ah, it's like it. I am Batman, but I have a fist that's made of metal when I'm really pissed off. Like, it's not. It's not when he's really pissed off. It's when he focuses. All right, he has to focus his energy into that fist. That's dumb. I like Luke Cage as a character. I liked this mm-hmm. idea of a guy who was really much a passive aggressive guy, but as soon as you put him in the corner or you try to mess with someone who is considered innocent. Mm-hmm. The fact that he went on, he went from I'm passive aggressive to I'm just full on aggressive. <laughs> like, I liked that. And he didn't mind being shot. Or, like, my favorite was when he was like, I just bought this hoodie. Really? Like, <laughs> yeah, he goes through so many hoodies in that, in that show. Through the course of that show, he's just so many ruined clothes. <laughs> I don't, but I, I don't like, know why he that, bothers. Well, that's the thing. Why don't you just go with shirtless? I think the ratings might. I think the ratings just like skyrocketed on the episodes where he did go shirtless for a short period of time. Dude, the guy is built. He is. You know, what's funny is I saw him on a. I saw him on an interview, and I can't remember which show it was on, but he was he was doing an interview, um, and he was talking about how how the character of Luke Cage and the decisions that Luke Cage makes. He's like, yeah, I, I would not have the the moral fortitude to make the same decision. He's like, if somebody came up to me and was like, Hey, we want to use your likeness and we'll give you all this money to use your likeness. He's and where, where Luke Cage in the show kind of is just like, you know, just back off. I I don't need any of that. And (laughs) the guy who plays him was like, yeah, I would absolutely take that money. Absolutely. (laughs) Hands down. I would take that money. He's like, how much? We're good. (laughs) Right. Shirtless? Yeah, I can do that. That's fine. Yeah, no, nobody wants to see me shirtless. This, this is not gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> so, are you wearing a miracle shirt? A Minnesota miracle? Fuck yeah, I am. Wait, and didn't they not win? We had a bad experience. All right. <laughs> so uh, I, uh, no, true story. We watched. We were watching this game, which was uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Minnesota Miracle was. Uh, Minnesota Vikings versus uh, New Orleans, the or New, do you call it New Orleans Saints? It's New Orleans, New Orleans. Uh, we were down and we had a hail mary throw to Stefan Diggs, who's got a hand of an angel when he needs it. Barely catches it, 
the New Orleans player who was protecting him or was supposed to be watched, like on him, tripped and fell of some sort, went in for a touchdown to make it so we went to the next game in the Super Bowl to go to the game just before the Super Bowl against the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. And this is the farthest we've been in, fuck, since Favre. So like five years, six years. And we're like, dude, did you guys get that far with Favre? Favre, we went all the way to the game before, yeah. Really? We were one game away from playoffs, and then him and uh, Adrian Peterson kept fumbling, and he threw like four interceptions, five oh, interceptions. Jesus. Not his fault, though. It was 100% the offensive line. So this game, we went to, against the Eagles. Everyone said Minnesota favored to win, like 8-1 to one or 14-1. to one. It was insane. It was like, well, apparently it's a fucking curse because we lost like 26-7. to seven. They should it, have known. Uh, it was like I, we watched like the first uh, quarter and mm-hmm. uh, they had scored like two touchdowns. We had nothing. And we looked like high schoolers trying to figure out how to play football. And I was like, uh, I'm done. I literally, I just like, fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> oh, so wait, so wait. So you're not a true fan then. If you, I... you shut the, the, the TV. Now, listen, if I had done that. You when we were down, if I had shut it off when everybody is texting me telling me get up, just shut the game off, Dave. They're not going to win. I would have been. I would have felt like a like a bad fan. So I just like to point out the fact that uh, Dave is a fake. Re- I'm sorry, Patriot fan. Hey, I'm not digging. I'm not digging on the love of your team. All right. I let's not get into those weeds. All right. <laughs> Well, because you literally just have to go. Your jealousy is showing. Well, listen. What I'm saying is, <laughs> year after year, we had to deal with bullshit Bledsoe and never, never getting a win every year. How many? So, how many Super Bowls does your team have? <sighs> and, it's, and it's overall. We overall we have yeah. six wins. How many does Minnesota have? Not six, not even one. Yeah, you can shut your fucking face. Hey, either way, though, I grew up with the same team doing the exact same thing, so I feel your pain, so I'm not digging on you for that. Your team can keep going and keep losing because eventually you will get to the point where you'll find your own Brady and you'll find your own Belichick and you guys will get some wins. And then everyone will hate you for it. But what I'm saying saying is the fact that if you don't, Watch your team till the very bitter end. How can you call yourself a true fan? I am hockey first, football second, uh, especially with the history that we have in Minnesota. Well, anyway, our conversation is bullshit because you're giving me insults about <laughs> my fucking team. So I am anyway. not insulting your team. No, you're insulting yeah. my my fanitude. Your fanitude, yes, yes, yes. Now, speaking of fanhood. We will give you the time to geek out because it is the anniversary of something very special. Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) This is the 40th anniversary of the USA Olympic hockey team beating the USSR. And for those of you who are like, oh, what's the big deal? You have to think of the fact that Everyone on the USS, USSR team, first of all, was uh, an NHL player. And everyone on the USA team was a college student. 
Um, and in fact, they brought on a coach, good old Herb, Herb Brooks, who came from the University of Minnesota, uh, which is, again, why I am such a huge fan, and basically made his team out of college students. He didn't look for the fastest. He didn't look for the strongest. He didn't look for anything but the guys with the biggest heart. And he, in one of his speeches, he talked about that. Um, and they beat him, and no one had really done this. Now, this also happened to be during the Cold War. And so where everyone is against the Soviet Union, especially the U.S., and there was definitely tensions between us. No. And so this is why it was a, another huge <laughs> deal. So it was it, in the 80s. So this is 1980. Yeah, this is 1987. And like I said, a lot of them were from University of Minnesota, University of Michigan, uh, the University of North Dakota, North Dakota State University. A lot of them were from here in the Midwest, which again was a big thing for us here because it showed that we have a leg to stand on in hockey. We are actually a a state or a area for hockey. So it meant more to us too. Did you did you say what the uh what that victory is known as? It was made into a movie, correct? It was. It's called from yeah, it was otherwise known as the Miracle on Ice. Um and like I said, USSR was so favored to win. It basically was go home US hockey. You you don't know what you're doing. It was like just leave. And especially when you like I said, they were all college students. So they were like in their early 20s and most of the USSR team were in like close to their 30s and had played for, with each other for so long. And so you're saying I, that that Russia was telling Russians were telling Americans go home you're drunk. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and and what we did as Americans we went, "All right, hold my beer." And <laughs> yeah, we fucking right. des- we beat them. Um and well, in fact, what was bet- the final score? Ooh, you're testing me. I believe it was three to two. Is that, um, now, me, me not being not being a hockey fan, is that is hockey? Does hockey score kind of the same way as soccer games, where it's usually a low scoring game? Uh, so it was four to three. Uh, yeah, it it is. Um, okay. Any time you score close to like four to five, it's a pretty high scoring game. Oh, okay. Um, it's usually scores are like two three ish like i said four is like getting up there and i've seen eight and that was hilarious it was like yeah they actually pulled the goalie uh and basically the second goalie um because they're like who's paying you (laughs) yeah they told him i'm like listen you i don't know what the hell you're doing but it ain't fucking goalie like go home um and (laughs) that was like i think the score at that point was like five and i'm like what's the point oh wow (laughs) It was like five to one. Are shutouts pretty pretty uncommon or? Shutouts are actually more common than you think. They're really good, um, especially when you have uh, like bigger teams or well-known teams. Um, Minnesota is kind of a mid-range team, as most Minnesota sports. We can make the playoffs, but we fucking suck once we get there. And as a Minnesota fan, I know that's like, you shouldn't think that like that it's bad luck like no we're fucking minnesota that's how it is no Shut up. no that you know i i hate that mentality again and this and this kind of brings back to the other thing is i hate the mentality where people say that recognizing that your team is playing like shit means you're a bad fan it's like well no 
being a being a good fan means recognizing your team is playing like shit or is a shitty team that year and you're still standing behind them. It's the it's the people that jump off the bandwagon and uh, you know off the wagon and say, "Oh, well, I'm going to why am I going to root for my team because they're not good anyway." And it's like, "Well, they're still your team. You still should root for them." Yeah, and I would say f- Look at I, Massachusetts fans rooting for the Red Sox all those years. I mean, Jesus Christ. You think we'd learn our lesson? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you had, it finally you had pulled through. Yeah, it finally came through. But, I mean, it was 100, 108 years or it's 108 <laughs> or 118 years. It was a long damn time. All right. I mean, that was, that, that was a, that's a pretty, pretty long uh, dry streak. At least the Twins won a, at least in '91. We we had a couple, uh, but like for us, what I find good, what I find uh, disappointing as a Minnesota fan is we have a football team, we have a women's football team, we have a hockey team, we have a baseball team, we have a lacrosse team, we have a soccer team. Mm-hmm. Out of all of those sports, how many actual championship wins do we have? We got like four or five. We have eight. Okay. Are they are they like Sinks. all the links and the twins? Sinks, the Sinks, the links, WNBA yeah. have six of them. Yeah, they are crazy good. They are. So, true story. There was a player on there, and I forget her name, and it bugs me, but who actually stayed on the amateur league, whatever it's called, I don't know what it's called, and waited for the links to uh, give her a contract. She actually denied two other WNBA teams, saying, "No, I'm waiting for the Lynx." Really? And yeah, because she knew that she was that. Good. She's like, "Listen, I know I'm good. I know I can. I just need to get seasoned. I need to get some, you know, some practices behind me. I need to get better." And as soon as she did, the Lynx called her up, and they won a championship. She was one of the uh, well-known uh, players during that time, and I was like, "Good for wow. them." Yeah. How about we do this? We take Target Center. We just make it for the Lynx, and then the Timberwolves can go fuck themselves and find a new place to go. <laughs> you know, I don't mind watching. I like watching the Timberwolves. They're they're, they're still well. Uh, they were still fun to watch, at least when I went to see them last time. But um, the last time I went to see them was right after they got Rubio in there, and he was. I mean, he, he was, was pretty good. good. He was pretty good. Now, I don't know. Could I, have, have, I completely lost track since then. If we could have Rubio when we had like KG, Stefan Marbury. Like the team that should have made a championship win, yeah. If we yeah. could have had him, that would have made. I think he would have actually uh, exceeded that that threshold that we needed. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I have so much respect for Kevin Garnett um, as a player for two reasons. One, um, he was amazing here in Minnesota. I actually, when I worked at Circuit City, uh, way back when, uh, he would actually stop in at our location. And he was always amazingly nice to us. And mm-hmm. I have he's just been kind. But also, he first thing he did when he won his championship, thanked the Minnesota fans. He said, this wins for you guys. I wish I could have done it with you. Like, mad props. That's the first thing you say out of your mouth to us, was to us. Like, that's awesome. Right, right, right. That's pretty good. I mean, uh, oh, shout out to, uh, was it Circuit City 3139? Minnetonka, Minnesota. 3139. I just like good the point of fact. You just said that like a Minnesotan. You said your O. You elongated that O. I, I feel like I had to for that. I think that's isn't that required? It is. It is. It's Plus, Minnesota. I'm still, 
I'm still kind of awake right now, so the accent isn't slipping as much yet. <laughs> so, I'll try. I'll try and get you on tilt so we at least can hear it a little bit. Oh, it'll probably happen. It'll happen. Um, so speaking of on tilt, we got a little bit of a uh, a downward spiral as an update from from one of our stories last week. So last week we were talking about talking about the coronavirus. COVID nineteen is the official name of this virus. The speed with which these numbers are rising is just insane. Um, and it's sad. I mean, there's a lot of people affected. Out of a, of like, oh shit, we should worry, like number 10, one being don't worry about it. We're creeping up pretty steadily up to 10 here pretty quick. Yeah, so the amount of countries um, that the coronavirus or the infections of the coronavirus have been found in has has increased quite a bit. Um, Holy shit, this has increased drastically. And I was, I was actually, I was trying to count how many countries that was. Um, so NPR, the Minnesota Public Radio News, uh, published an article talking about how the Minnesota Department of Health of an, uh, for Infectious Diseases Director, her, her name is Chris Erisman. Ir- I'm not I'm butchering that, I'm sure. Uh, but basically said to expect an outbreak here. Yeah. And it was like, they kind of talked about what she talked about uh what is what they're trying to do in 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 china is good um it's trying to slow it down really slow the spread of what is a fast moving virus and they're really just trying to at this point they know that they don't have a cure but to really help people they need to try and slow it down so that we don't overload our health system basically so they're, uh, because of because if you have a really steep acceleration of new cases of diseases, that has the potential to overwhelm your healthcare system, and she kind of talks about that in the article. Like it's good we're trying to slow it down, but the fact is is be prepared for us to be hit, mm-hmm. and that yeah that we will. Of, I mean yeah, and that's the thing. It's like she's saying that the 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 WHO is saying that with the rate that the coronavirus is spreading, that it absolutely will at some point. I mean, I don't know if they use the word pandemic or if it is right now. I don't know. What's the qualification for a pandemic? I don't know. But on a side note, you know how in articles you read, they also put like side articles that they've written, like read this. They have one called don't drink bleach Four myths about coronavirus and how to spot that. (laughs) <laughs> I thought I had to mention this. I put a note. It's like in bold. Like you need to talk about this. <laughs> Man, they're still they're still combating that one. If, if for those for any of you that missed it last week, that was one of the that was one of the the hoaxes put out there of the fake fake remedies for curing coronavirus was drinking bleach. So don't do that. Don't don't drink bleach. Um, but it's funny that they're putting out more articles now to tell to try to combat those. Because there's got to be even more and more of those coming out still. I haven't I haven't looked for any more this week just because the ones I found last week were still kind of like mm, just painful to read. So uh, this next story that we found was was <laughs> when you sent this over to me and I read the headline, I was going, wait, what? And this is the headline. 36-year-old woman arrested for calling 911 after parents shut off cell phone. I, I mean... There isn't much that can be said about this for, for a couple reasons. One, I mean, it really just comes down to like how spoiled, how spoiled or how privileged was this, was this woman's life growing up to, 
just just expect or or demand that her parents <laughs> provide her cell phone coverage through the through the you know 36 years old and she's like it's not that she can't afford it on her own apparently she's a realtor well yeah what i liked about this story was not just the fact that it said 36 year old calling police and getting arrested um she called 911 numerous times mm-hmm. like numerous and it was like beyond angrily like yeah angrily and and the dispatcher basically saying stop it or we're gonna send the police to have you arrested for uh improper use of 911 basically and she basically heard this and went fuck you i'm calling again Mm -hmm. like and i think she waited an hour they said she waited an hour for the the final call because she had already called numerous times and then after yeah. that warning, she gave it an hour and then said, you know what? I'll call again. Maybe <laughs> maybe this time they'll come and help me out. You know what? Well, I mean, they came and helped her out. Oh, helped dear. her straight out of her house and into police custody, I guess. So her name is, uh, was it Saloni Katarpal? I'm probably butchering that again. But as you, as you, <laughs> found, as you guys found out last week, I am I am not much better with names than Davis. So. This is a stupid story. It's hilarious. It's so stupid and it's hilarious. I mean, at, at least this one isn't isn't harming anyone other than she's just pissing a bunch of people off, which don't piss off public servants. Like don't I I, I always hate that term just because it makes them sound like like it gives people the false impression of where you get the you get those assholes like you work for me, I pay your money, I pay my taxes, blah blah blah. When when you're dealing with people who are in charge of making sure you stay alive in the case in, in the event of an emergency, you don't want to piss them off, all right? Whether it's whether it's dispatchers, firefighters, police officers, like you know, or you know, EMTs, just just calm down, you know, be nice, be courteous, don't get on the phone and start yelling at them because your parents shut your cell phone off. You're you're a 36 year old realtor, you have a job, pay for your own damn cell phone. Relax. Don't keep. If they tell you after you've called umpteen times to stop calling, or they're going to have you arrested, that might be a hint to stop calling, or they're going to have you arrested. Um, and I guess they they said that uh, the court documents um, said that she was belligerent during her phone calls to the point that officers decided to arrest her on charges of disrupting public services, which is a fourth degree felony in Ohio, which is where this happened in Jackson Township, Ohio, uh, in Stark County. Jackson Township in Ohio. So that that um, you know that brings up a good topic that uh, we'd like to kind of ask the audience here. Obviously, that's got to be a pretty interesting story for any of the any of the officers that showed up. They this is probably something that that you know dispatchers and and police officers deal with day in and day out. Is you'll get you'll get some crazy calls here and there where you're kind of like, really, this is this is what I'm this is what I'm doing, right? This is what I'm dedicating my life to is going and and dealing with people like this. So if if any of our listeners happen to be law enforcement, firefighters, dispatchers, or EMS, we would love, absolutely love to hear the craziest thing you've ever encountered, either in a phone call for your work or when you showed up on scene. And so if, if you do have a story like that for us, please send it in to us at podcast at really com, and we would love to share it with the show. Um, if, if there are certain details of this that need to be kept um, kept secret for whatever reason, um, just let us know. 
what to keep out and what what we can add in or or just give us the details that we can give. Um, yeah, because we, we we would really like to hear these stories. Um, uh, I'm sure I'm sure people would be amused. So one of my favorite shows to watch happens to be Cops, and it's for two major reasons. One. Mm-hmm. It's been around since the 80s, and it's mm-hmm. just fun to watch. I, I actually started from the very beginning, first Does season. start in the 80s? Yeah, and it's still around. And what makes it epic is things that are considered, like, the norm on that show are still the norm. But one of my favorite episodes happens to be this woman stops a police officer, and he's like, hey, what's going on? And she's like, she stole money from me. I think I know where you're going with this one. Yeah, she he gets out and he's like, how can I help you? She stole $20 from me. And the question was, all right, what happened? Well, I gave her $20 for crack, and she never gave me crack. You know I'm a police officer, right? Crack's illegal. Yeah, but she still stole money from me. And I was trying to buy crack from her, and she never gave me crack. No, the other one was like, <laughs> I didn't have crack. I never said that. At what point did you think that was a, a good reason to talk to an officer? I don't understand the logic of some people where that's like, yeah, this is absolutely something that I can I can file a complaint about. I don't see any issue with this. I just, <laughs> oh man, so stealing's bad. Yeah, but crack is too. Stealing is obviously worse than crack. <laughs> Apparently, I mean, this sorry in this woman's mind, crack is uh, not that bad. <laughs> Wait, crack's bad? It's way bad. So. Uh, one of my friends who came over actually last night or two nights ago, uh, we have a couple that we're really good friends with. They came over. It was her birthday. Shout out. Happy birthday. She knows who she is. Um, and uh, we were talking about uh, when their their daughter was born. He was not a coffee drinker, but in the hospital, they had actually done an overnight and where he was up. Like through the whole night, <clears throat> and if anyone has had hospital coffee, um, it's basically shit. But <laughs> when when you're in that environment, you just want to stay up, and it's because of his his daughter's birth that he's now addicted to coffee. So I thought that was pretty funny. I guess that's as good a reason as any to be addicted to coffee. And just you just blame it on uh, blame it on your kid, saying my kid made me do it. I don't and, know if that's gonna hold up. <laughs> well, <laughs> and. and so I'll admit I am a fan of the monsters. Yes. Um, and I'm trying not to drink so many these days because it is so bad for you. I the only monster that I actually like is that Monster Energy Zero Ultra. The rest of them taste like absolute crap to me. You should try Bang. I have. I actually somebody said that to me. So I went. Um, I went down to Hy-Vee. And they had this, it, it looked like a giant fountain of bang that had every single type of bang there was on it. So I, I'm i going to grab one of each and I'll just try a different one each night and see if I like them. And there were only two, I think there were only two that were just bearable. And one of them was like, I don't know, they had some interesting names. It's like Unicorn Vomit or some, some crap like that. Unicorn uh, Rainbow. Unicorn Rainbow. See, okay, so <laughs> I'll... I, Whatever unicorn vomit, it tasted like unicorn vomit. Is what I it's what I imagine unicorn vomit tastes like. Um, and there was another one. I don't know if it was Skittles or I don't know. There's a whole bunch of different weird names. And the ones that I thought were going to taste really good, every single one of them, it, even if they tasted good to start, had like this cough syrup aftertaste to them. 
and I just I couldn't I just couldn't get past it. It all just like I'd be like, oh, that's not too. Oh no, there it is. Oh, you know what? Um, oh, I just lost my train of thought completely now. You are literally caressing a can of Monster right now. I'm well, it's empty. I just pulled it out, and I had well, I had it in the in the recycling because you were talking about Monster, and I was trying to remember which one I like. Anyway, let's uh, let's move along here. Uh, did by did you know? Okay, so last week I mentioned that the Wiggles have been infecting my life. Okay, but he's not been... talking about moving. He's actually talking about the Wiggles. The the group, Wiggles, like, the group, like yes, the Australian singing group for children. They are, I mean, they're automatically badass because they're Australian. So there's that because Australians are the most badass people on the planet, followed closely by the Irish. Because those those are the two where it doesn't really matter what happens, they'll they'll get up missing an arm and be like, "It's That's fine, him. I'm good." I mean, literally, Australia, your country is trying to fucking kill you. Everything in Australia will kill you. Everything they have pine cones that are the size of. Did you know they have pine cones the size of bowling balls? They they are literally the size and weight of bowling balls. Now imagine. Like, I've been hit by a pine cone just walking. You're growing up in New England, that happens, okay? Where you're walking and all of a sudden, pine cone comes down, hits you in the head, hits you in the shoulder, whatever. If that happened to me in Australia, I would die, all right? <laughs> That's not, it's, it's not just like, oh, I'll brush this off and, oh, that was an annoyance. No, it's, you're dead. Your head is caved in because a goddamn pine cone landed on you. Why? Why would you want to live in a place like that? Okay, <laughs> they have every single show that you see that has like you watch those like top twenty most dangerous or top twenty most deadly, all those shows about shit that'll kill you. Okay, every time you watch one of those, I guarantee you fifty percent, at least fifty percent, will be in Australia. They've got king cobras. They've got kangaroos. Kangaroos are not friendly. Okay, no, they fuck you up. They will mess you up good, man. They have a claw right in the center. Right where they, if you if you watch kangaroos fight, they'll like grab onto the other, and then they'll they'll rock back on their tail and kick you with their feet, and they're trying to gouge you. That'll those, tear you open. Those feet, um, I believe what I heard was if you like if they kicked a car, they would actually be able to move a car. Their their force of their feet are so strong, they could take a full size sedan and actually move it in feet with the force. Yeah, the, it their, their feet. It's 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 ridiculous. It's insane. It's ridiculous. They have um, they have oh, they have a bee that's like fist size. I think it's a wasp. Is that the, well, the, it's wasp. the Japanese Sorry, it's wasp? wasp? Yeah. yeah, that thing. And have you seen this guy who stings himself like on purpose? It's a guy and his and two other people, I believe it is. Um, uh-huh. it's a, he was on YouTube. They're being picked up now by. Uh, I believe they're being picked up by Discovery, and he travels the world getting bit or stung by some really nasty things that don't kill you necessarily. So he gets stung by this, I forget what it was, and he literally drops to the ground and can't speak for 20 to 30 minutes. Why, That's how why bad would you do that to yourself? He, he apparently wants to experience it so that people can see the actual pain. And I'm like, you know what? No, I don't need to. Did you say it could kill me? I'm not fucking going near it. So I wrote an article about this back in 2014 for an old blog. And it was, it was just called, the article is just called Australia Will Kill You. 
And it was because so Liza and I went on this binge of watching all those like 20 deadliest, 30 deadliest shows. And it was literally like as we're watching every episode, and we, I mean, we like and we binged them, and every episode we're like, God damn, everything's in Australia. And then when they finally, when I finally saw the this episode about like natural things, and they talked about the pine cones, I'm like, that's it. These are officially the most badass people on the planet because the entire everything around them is trying to kill them all the time. Okay. There are about 150,000 saltwater crocodiles and at least 100,000 freshwater crocodiles across northern Australia. All right. Why would you go and swim anywhere, anywhere in that, in that area where that, when 150,000 saltwater and 100,000 freshwater just in northern Australia? You know, I, I wonder if their, like, retirement age is, like, 30. Because by default, if you can get up to that, <laughs> you're fucking good. Like, right? Like, like, like he lived 36? Dude. <laughs> Bravo. 36. <laughs> you made okay. it. Okay. So, that's the, and you think that's bad, okay? Out of the 25 most venomous snakes on the planet, Australia has 20 of them. 20 of the 25 deadliest snakes on the planet. Are found in Australia, left. including the top eleven. The top eleven are all in Australia. Okay, we have what's we have a garter snake, and that cre- creeps the shit out of me. I don't like them. Wait, garter snakes creep you, dude? I love snakes. I I do love snakes. I remember we had <clears throat> I had a friend in high school um, whose name was Bobby. So he had two ball pythons, and uh, oh, I can't remember. I stayed over. I just went to pick him up in the morning. But either way, we decided that. That would be a good day to bring these ball python into school. So for the day, we came in, and he had one around with him, and I had the other with me. And I remember just the look on people's faces as we're walking down the hallway with this ball python around our necks. Um, and I think the only person who actually like stopped us and was like, wow, that's really cool, was our biology teacher, Mrs. Schwartz. And she actually, she pulled us in. She gave us a little talking to as well. Like, well, yeah, you know, you really can't. You really shouldn't be doing this. And I think, I can't remember if Bobby left early with the snakes to bring him home or if they end up calling his parents to come pick him up or something. But I think we only made it about half the day or even maybe just a couple of periods um, before they, we were told we couldn't do, <laughs> do that anymore. Um, no, but it was cool because... Snakes. But it, it was it was interesting to see, like, you know, the English teachers were like, no, get that thing away from us, you know, <laughs> and everybody else and our biology teachers like, that's really cool. Bring that in here. Let me take a look at it. I want to see this. Like, anyway, so I love snakes. I, I think they're I think they're fantastic, but um, I, okay. I don't all, want the ones near me. No, I'm all about what nature. I think all nature deserves to be alive. And there's a reason for them on the planet where they are. But snakes I will take care of snakes as the person who takes care of things in this house, if we have one, things like that. But I, it's not my favorite. It's, so it's you, the one that as soon as it starts, it's not when it's not moving. It's when I try and grab it and it starts slithering away. It it gets me the hibby jibby thing. Literally, we're just like, mm, I'll do so, it. But so I, you're not going to be going, you know, go to school for herpetology anytime soon. No, no. Um, um it's uh, I, and I have held snakes and they don't bother me, but when they're until they move, it, until they move. No, it's when they're <laughs> wild and they move. Um, yeah. I could do like my I would love to have a pet rat. I like something like that. I could do rodents. They don't bother me. Snakes, yeah. they get me. I, I like them. I think they're I think they're fantastic. I think they're amazing. Um, 
So the other thing, Australia, and this might give you even more heebie-jeebies, Dave, um, as I don't know what your what your feelings are about this particular uh, type of creature is, but Australia has ten thousand species of spiders. Yeah, no, ten thousand species. Nope. All right, that's including the recluse, who's who has necrotic venom. All right, that means it destroys flesh and tissue. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that. Okay. It's... Yeah, yeah. So it usually causes the need for amputation, um, and it's also been suspected that insecticides don't harm the spiders, but instead make their bites more dangerous and painful. That's all it does. It just pisses them off, and it's like it's it's kind of like in the in in you know superhero movies where you have a villain who's like made out of electricity, and they decide to try to shock him with something, and he's like, "Well, gee, thanks," and then just kicks it right back. Yeah, that's basically what the spider is like. Oh, you want to use poison on me? Sure, no problem. We'll just uh, we'll just add that on to the end of my little cocktail and jack that back into you. So so there's isn't, that. There isn't that the one where they like you were talking about? They have to amputate. That's the one where like yeah. the cure is amputation because they can't stop. You can't it. get to it quick enough. Yeah, you have to get it's, to it very quickly. And a lot of the times, there's so much open space in Australia. A lot of the times, they're so far away from any kind of hospital that has any kind of anti venom that they're not going to get to it quick enough. So it's like, well, either you lose an arm or you die, or you lose a leg or you die, you know? And that's if you get lucky enough to get bit on an appendage instead of getting bit on like the stomach, you know? Think about, think about like your can't butt. amputate that. <laughs> huh? Your ass cheek. Like, uh, like that would oh. be one of those things. Like you know, I, hey, I don't instant liposuction. Yeah, but I can we do it in the stomach then? Okay. Can we just can you bite me right like right by the belly button? That way I can get rid of some of this fat. You really want something biting that close to the jewels? Yeah, uh, no, not really. So I'm saying you don't want none of that. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's that's the that's just the recluse spider. Okay, we all then we got yeah redback spiders. Uh, who are in the same family as like the Black Widows? Okay, you got Sydney funnel web spider, which is listed as possibly the most dangerous spider in the world. The Sydney funnel web spider. Okay, nope, nope. You know what these things do? When they feel threatened, they cling to the victim and bite repeatedly. Not just you're not just getting bit once by this thing. It's just like it's going full like MMA on your ass. It's it like just... if. It's like if Muhammad Ali punched you and then kept punching you until you felt After nothing. You had died. After <laughs> yeah, punched you continuously until you were yeah. dead and then yeah, continued on. Oh, and their bites can penetrate shoe leather and fingernails. So they can bite straight through your fingernails, this the Sydney funnel web spider, to inject oh. their venom. And they'll keep doing it. No, no, see? No. Uh, you yes, you give us I wish you guys could see Dave's reaction to that because he is he is, has like uncontrollable shakes right now. <laughs> it oh no see yeah, I there's ridiculous. there are reasons why Minnesota cold is really nice it kills shit like <laughs> like we yeah, we limit our our things to like we have the rattlesnake that's about it wait <laughs> have rattlesnakes we have rattlesnakes up well, you have a brown recluse on the brown recluse. But that's yep, about it. Have, no, you have you get you get a couple different spiders. Um, really? Yeah, you guys you guys got a couple different deadly species. Um, I feel safe. Yeah, this is there's a couple different ones. I can't find them. Oh, I didn't. I can't find them right now. But yeah, you guys got a couple different different deadly spiders and 
Um, you guys got a couple different snake, deadly snakes too, though. Yeah, but like a lot of them are, from what I understand, is it's they, they're not here like in the cities. They really are much in like real country type areas. Yeah, and it's it's really it's really uh, not even that. It's like more I can't say mountainous, but uh, more rocky areas. So a lot of the places that we have here, especially even if you go to the country, we don't get much. That I mean, you of course can be, but I never. I've gone hunting here. I've gone right. pheasant hunting uh, and duck hunting, and I've never felt threatened by anything. The worst thing I think I've had is a chipmunk jumped on me once. That scared the crap out of me. You know what? You know what scared the crap out of me when I first moved out here? Eugene? Heard, no, no, no. When I heard about chiggers. Oh, oh, yeah. I had Ooh. never heard of them before I moved to the Midwest. Those are nasty. Those are those are real nasty. Um, so it's basically yeah. it's it's a type of mite. Yep. Um, that it just burrows, burrows into and remains in your skin. Um, you get it from the water. See this? I'm not taking any chances. <laughs> it's not uh, that bad. It's really I don't, not that I don't bad. want anything to do with anything like that. And uh, the first thing I was told about chiggers when I first, and I have no idea if this is true or not, but I'm, again, I'm not taking any chances when it comes to this. And once I say what it is, you can understand. I was warned not to pee in the lake. Okay. Like if you're swimming, don't pee in the lake because they follow the stream of urine. Now, I don't know if that's true. It probably isn't, but I'm not taking any chances. I don't want to be out in the middle of the lake swimming and be like, oh man, I got to go. <laughs> and, and as you're holding it, be like, I oh, got no something. Please hope something not, doesn't leak out because of these friggin' things attack. And again, this has just got me like, I'm just thinking about that, that feeling like why? Because I do know there are, I don't know if they're fish or, or eels or like tiny eels. So there is a, a worm that does grow in freshwater lakes. Worm. And yeah, I've heard of it only because I watched Kandiru. What? That's a the Kandiru. That's what it's called. Yeah. So I, I found an article on these things. Uh, so yeah, this Kandiru, they're found in the Amazon. So people down there fear this more than the piranha. Yep. Which I mean, I would I would fear this more than the piranha as well. The thing's only about an inch and a half long. Okay. But what it? Oh man. Oh, just reading this is just giving me chills. The fish swims up to the penis. And into the penis, into the urethra. <sighs> okay, it's impressive either way, but and then it latches into the walls with barbs. Okay, in your penis. Okay, I just like to point out the fact that you said barbs and penis in the same sentence. Yeah, if that doesn't make you shiver a little bit. There's something wrong with you. Yeah, like I'm probably gonna have to cut this whole part out. <clears throat> so. Basically, yeah. This so this Kandiru swims up into your manhood, and and latches on with barbs, and says the removal can be very difficult as the barbs face only one direction, and pulling on the fish only causes them to sink deeper into the walls. Of course. Oh, why would they? Why would they be God. easy to remove? Oh, I don't oh. even want to. Man, okay, we're gonna have to move away from this subject because yeah, let's I, go away. Holy hell. So I'm gonna shift this on to something a little um I'm gonna shift this on to something a little less 
dangerous. A little more interesting. Maybe. Yeah, a little more interesting, a little less dangerous, maybe, okay, depending on how you view this, all right? There has been, I don't know if you've heard about this, Dave, or if you've seen anything about this outside of what we discussed here, but um, there's been this mystery signal coming from deep space, all right? And as, a, as, a, as an IT, as a tech guy, as an astrophysics you know, geek, um, this, this is amazing to me. Like, I love this story. Um, there's been a mystery signal emanating from deep space. And it follows a 16.35 day cycle. All right. The signal, it's a fast radio burst and it's named FRB 180916.J0158 plus 65. I know it's a really long name, but that's how they have to categorize these things. So why can't they name it like Herbert or like. See, you know, what's funny is, you know, what's funny is Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about this, about how biologists and botanists and other scientists will name things some weird you know they they have these strange long latin names um and astrophysicists are like oh my there's a giant void in space that uh that sucks things in what are we going to call it black hole yeah very to the point they have very on the nose type of names for for uh most of the 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 heavenly bodies but when it comes to actually naming a particular there are so many of them that they need to have these these longer names because they're just like we're not going to name it herbert because this is like the 10 millionth herbert we found so okay okay it has to deal it's it has to be classified in some way so they still can't avoid the long or the confusing names at some point but What's interesting though is if you listen, if you listen to, and this shout out to if you guys haven't listened and you are interested in astrophysics, go check out Star Talk. It's fantastic, hosted by Neil deGrasse Tyson, Doctor Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's it's a fantastic show, and they go over um, pop culture meets astrophysics sort of stuff. Yeah, uh, and I I just wanted to point out that he, if you're not uh, kind of a space person or like you're not into that and you want to learn more what i like about him is and i mean the pun in the worst dad way he is down to earth with how he speaks about it Mm -hmm. so it does become really understandable for people who aren't uh experts um i am definitely not but i have i did listen to one of his podcasts and i felt intrigued to listen to more because of that exact reason he he makes it very easy to understand what he's trying to say i mean for me it's uh, i i feel like astrophysics is one of those things that i have always loved so i have read most of his books i have listened to pretty much every episode of this podcast and i mean he's been doing this for years um and they're all fantastic you you'll, you'll never walk away without saying oh wow i learned something new um, and not being like, oh boy, I had to learn something new. Like it's, it's actually interesting. Yeah. Um, regardless on the show, he'll have other astrophysicists and other scientists and, um, folks that you didn't realize had, had some sort of astrophysicist or, or geek creds that are on the show talking about their, their love of, of that, uh, topic. But a lot of these people, when they're talking about these fast radio bursts or, or different signals or different, uh, planetary systems or, or, or moons, um, they'll know the exact name and numbers off the top of their head, which is just insane to be that smart to know that sort of thing. But this fast radio burst, 
Um, like I said, it follows a 16.35 day cycle. So every 16 days, it goes through the cycle and then repeats. So it goes for four days. It'll spit out a burst every two um, or a burst or two every hour. Um, then it falls silent for about 12 days. And then the whole thing repeats. So that's that. That's the 16-day cycle there. Uh, astronomers with the Canadian Hydrogen Intensity Mapping Experiment, nicknamed CHIME, uh, they observed the cycle for 409 days and found that 16.35-day cycle. So they've confirmed that that is a cycle that continues. It's not. It wasn't just a, you know, couple and then gone. Um, and they're not sure f- what's causing it. And I, I just want to preface this because I don't. I don't. For those who don't under, who didn't know this, because I didn't until I I looked at the more of that article you had posted, those bursts are very common to hear or listen or to uh, mm-hmm. observe, but the fact that it's got a cycle is the part that's the interesting part of this. Right. They, this is the first time where a, a radio burst has a cycle that we can calculate to a T like mm-hmm. this. A lot of them are repeat. We'll be like, all right, well it happened. Oh, it happened again now, and then it'll be like. A year, and then it'll, all right, we got it again. Like it's, it's not consistent, and that's yeah, the part. It'll be that's more random. Yeah, yeah. And, this and one's there consistent. Are, right, and there are signals, all sorts of signals coming through space at all times. I mean, we are being bombarded day in and day out, you know, night and day with, um, with signals um, coming into the Earth. But to have yeah. something like this, where it's, you know, you can set your watch to it, it's that's very, very, very rare. Um, yeah. So that that's what makes it so interesting, and it's coming from so far away that we don't. We, there's no way for us to know right now what it's causing it. So the main, the primary thought about this is that it might be something like um, some sort of body that, or some sort of um, event that is causing a long-term um, dispersal of of these radio this radio frequency or this radio signal. Um, and when I say radio, I don't mean like radio, like your, you know, FM radio talk. There's no, there's no talking or anything. It's just a series of sounds. It's just that that's the type of wave it is. So this could be something like uh, a quasar or um, a star going, going supernova, anything that'll emit some sort of radio frequency. And it could be doing it, but what could be happening with that um, with that twelve days silent, um, or the breaks in it during those four days, could be different bodies passing in front or in the path of that radio frequency coming to Earth, um, and it just could be lining up perfectly where this could be coming from something that has other bodies orbiting it. Um, so if the sun was emitting some sort of um, frequency out and another solar system was directly in the path of the orbit of, you know, Jupiter, for example, um, or the Earth, or Mars, or whichever. Um, If we're crossing in front of the path, we're doing so, obviously we know that each planet goes around the sun at a set time. It takes it a set amount of days to move around the sun. Um, So that that would be the breaks in that signal. Or. Or. The one that got me more fascinated, and I, I, I personally, I'm a skeptic, mm-hmm. but I'm also the type that says I'm not going to leave it. Like say, well, no, it's not that. The question is, is something communicating with us, or like communicating? An advanced civilization. 
I, I'm not saying. Are you talking aliens, Dave? I'm not saying no, because they're not aliens if they're not here. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I'm, and I'm not so... saying that it's, adv- and I'm not saying advanced, because as we know, signals once they hit space can go on forever. So we don't really, we can't really necessarily say that they are advanced or even more advanced than us. All I'm saying is it could be a signal of some one, someone or something some pushing civilization. out. Yeah, some civilization pushing something out. Now, am I saying that it is? No. All I'm saying is we, you, as scientists, you you don't assume. You, right. you have to look at all the angles, all the, all the theories. Yeah. And you have to research and try to basically have a hypothesis of where am I going and what is the end goal? What am I trying mm-hmm. to not prove? Cause I think, I think that's bad. Cause I think you're, that means that you're actually choosing, no, this, this has to be a planet or this has to be a sun. Like, no, what they're doing here. And if you read the, if you read the article, it does talk about that. They are trying to figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they leave it very open like that. And I think that's the, the part that I like is this is interesting to me because it's repeating it's all right what makes it repeat at this time yeah that it's it's going to be interesting if we're ever able to have if we're ever able to design some sort of technology that can allow us to see that far out it'd be interesting to see what or to discover where that signal is coming from Um, yeah and i mean uh, odds are statistically it's more likely that it's coming from some event some large scale event um however Again, we are a very tiny speck in the universe, and it's it's crazy to think that we would be the only civilization, um, and it's crazy to think that we'd be the newest or the oldest civilization. So yeah, or the newest and oldest, you know, group of life forms. So I think it'd be, I think it'd be know. funny to find out. I think it'd be funny to find out. Like all of a sudden, they figure out, oh, you know, today's it's actually a metallic based planet that happens to be crossing in path with us. And actually what we're getting is our own radio signals <laughs> of something stupid like Hogan's heroes. Cause he keeps fucking playing over and over again. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but that's what uh, we're getting. That'd be that hilarious. Fantastic. That would be hilarious. That would just, that would just as, just to see them come on, on, uh, on TV and make that announcement. Like, well, I know we've been looking at this for the past 50, 60 years of this burst that we discovered in 2020. Uh, but <laughs> we actually found it's actually I Love Lucy episodes. Uh, <laughs> some old lady named Francine somewhere in North Dakota has been has been streaming them out into space in hopes of making contact. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be great. Um, going back to a more serious topic. Um, let's talk about co-sleeping. <laughs> this is something that's this is something that's come up in a couple of different conversations. You know, me being a me being a, the newest dad in my group, um, and you know, you having two girls of your own. And I know on the first episode we talked to uh, Lieutenant Anthony Lawson, who had mentioned that there are you know, hey, you know what, I, <clears throat> I parent how I, I believe he put it as I parent how I parent and how whatever gets him to sleep, that's what we're gonna do. Um, yep. which which is a sound is sound reasoning 
uh, for this. Um, however, I would like to explore that a little more and go into the um, the benefits and the risks associated with co-sleeping. And by co-sleeping, we mean um, for those for those of you out there that are listening that are not parents or don't know what this term means is is letting your child sleep in the same bed with you and your significant other. Um, instead of having them sleep in their own beds, where they damn well should be, I guess you know oh, what I said about this part of it. Hang on, that's your <laughs> that's your personal preference. That's right, that's right. That is, and I, I know Dave and I are going to take different sides on this. I believe. Um, oh, I, you'll be surprised. I think, but we'll see. We'll see what's we'll see what's going on. I mean, there are, there are benefits and and risks that have been shown for this. So. I think it's all going to come down to personal preference and what works for you. But either way, we wanted to give you some of the some of the details on it, so you can make that choice if you do if you are expecting a child, um, and you or expecting another child, and you have not done this or have done this with your previous children, and are looking to make a change or maybe try to get some good sleep. We'll we'll see what you think about this. So so we'll we'll jump into it. Dave, you want to, you got anything to say about this? About uh, what are so, what are your thoughts on this? So both of my girls, um, first of all, my for, my firstborn was what they call a trick baby. Um, and what a trick baby is, it's actually a real term. And basically it's everything went perfectly to plan. Like she slept, she sleeps through the night early. She had her own bed. She had no issues going in her own bed. Uh, like it, literally like everything was going smoothly. Um, we both kids, we had a bassinet. And a bassinet, for those who don't know, is basically like a little crib. It's barely big enough for the for the baby uh, to fit in. And we had that um, next to our bed for a couple of months. Uh, my oldest was there for three months. And that's it. Uh, my youngest was there for seven months, six months. So a little bit longer. Uh, but it basically is there. The idea, and this is the idea that I like, was for feedings to have them close nearby so you can easily feed them. That's why the idea of, of sh- what they would call room sharing, not necessarily co-sleeping is a hundred percent. I believe in, and that's what we did. Yeah. And I can, I can see that the room sharing thing. I mean, and I, obviously I grew up in the eighties before there were a lot of, honestly, before there were a lot of laws about which children you can put in the same room and which ones you can. Cause I think now I'm not sure exactly what the law states. Um, all I know is is that there was a certain point in time where I had friends who were who had sisters or brothers or what have you, siblings of the opposite sex, where once this law went into effect, they had to actually like change into a new room or move into a new room because they said after like the age of twelve or whatever it was that they could no longer be in the same room, which is understandable. Um, if you have a boy and a girl, I think I I definitely understand that separation. Right. Right. Well, I mean, and, and I see it as, I mean, even if, even if you have two kids who are the same, um, same gender, you know, they're still going to need their own space. I mean, regardless. Yeah. Um, I'll and, tell you one thing. My sisters, there's no way, there's no way that, that I would have put the two of them in the same room together because woo, <laughs> uh, that's World War Three waiting to happen right there. Um, <laughs> well, you know, and that's the thing. So I grew up with two older sisters and, um, they shared a room, uh, all the way until I think my sister graduated high school. Actually, it basically was, I think she maybe had a year without like, 
it was like her senior year and when we moved to a house that they could have their own rooms uh, right. but i think it was yeah it was pretty late in their lives before they you know like basically they're already out all right let's get a bigger house like <laughs> <laughs> right so and, and again that's that's having two kids you know co-rooming is, is that the term you were using co-rooming uh, i think they call it room sharing room sharing um oh i suppose i i should know what it is since i wrote it down huh yeah um and and it is it's there's two ways to look at it there's two ways that it's used room sharing also includes like you with your baby but there's this type of bed that you actually the idea is that you pull it up next to your bed and your bed becomes one of the four walls so it links to it it yeah it basically becomes a link and it really isn't you just push it up against it but the idea yeah. is that you have the ability to reach over and touch your baby and comfort her i would, I would be worried that i would roll over on that kid or that the kid would the bed would shift and the kid would end up falling between the beds like that that's just that that just worries me yeah far too much i know i know when i brought my daughter home we I mean, I, I did not, and I say I, I don't sleep now, but I really did not sleep then because I was just, I mean, I was up looking at that baby monitor all night long, um, especially when she started rolling over because then I just kept thinking, oh, my God, you know, she's going to roll over. She's going to go face down. She's not going to be able to move. She's, you know, and she's going to stop breathing. And all those fears were just coming through me and cycling and be like, okay, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat all night long in my head. Um, <laughs> it is. And any, any noise I heard at all or lack of noise, I was looking at that baby monitor again, being like, oh my, okay, is she moving? Is she breathing? Let me zoom in. Let me make sure she's breathing. Okay. I can't tell. Yeah. I'm going to go in the room and check that. And that panic. Oh my God. I will never, there's not once that I got used to that panic. That's just that 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 feeling is insane. And uh, that doesn't go away. The first time they get really sick, it mm-hmm. it's the worst. The thing that I think people get spooked on the most is uh, what's called SIDS. Yes, um, that that was sun- my big fear. But the funny thing is, the first time that your kid rolls over, it freaks the living hell out of you. Because all of a sudden you wake up and you look at the monitor or you go in and you're like, uh, they're on their tummy. I didn't put them there. Uh, what's going on? And it freaks you out. All these thoughts go through your head, and that's normal. I started thinking that, like, I'm like, God, am I that tired that I'm sleepwalking? Did I roll? Did I move them over? Like, roll them over in the middle of the night? Did I go in there and do this? Like, I, I was, I mean, everything was going through my head with that. Just trying to, like, God, okay, am I have to? Am I gonna have to get up every time they roll over and roll them back yeah. over? Like, how is this? How does this work? And uh, yeah, and I think that for co-sleeping, the reason I would say I am against it is because and I'll and I'll say for for youngins uh I get the idea like my kid is four we do once in a while and I say once in a while I think we've done it like three times where she has slept with us and it has been rare occasions where xyz she doesn't feel good she is scared like you know all that stuff all right fine sleep with us she's four she's big enough that i'm not gonna roll over and squish her um right she actually can fend for herself in some point babies first off if you have an infant you're tired you're up every like two hours or maybe sooner basically you're you can't think and 
you don't necessarily know that you've rolled over and you know and you could suffocate them and that 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 happens well it's it's the exhaustion that sets in where i mean you you the human body needs sleep to function and you need a certain amount of sleep to function properly um is and it's crazy what your body what your mind will do to play tricks on itself um when you're sleep deprived I mean, that's, that's not good. No, and I think that's the other thing that people don't necessarily uh, understand, especially during that time frame, is because your mind is so exhausted that you can't even comprehend of, well, that's not going to happen to me. That's I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But it happens. And I, so I do believe that uh, also separation for your own sanity, you need to have that. Um, and so, like I said, I think six months is when my youngest, and that was, we were having more issues with her. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, no, co-sleeping, it's one of those things I, I I think that you need, there needs to be a a line. Um, and you really need to have your own space, not only because of your own sanity, but let's just be honest. There are things that need to happen between two people who love each other very much. Adults have needs. Okay. You know, the sexy times, the loving times yep. are not and... going to happen when you have a two-year-old in the bed between the two of you. No. All right. So if you plan on having more kids, you got to get the one that you already had out of the room. I mean, I'm not planning to have more kids, but I sure still need that time. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, like I said, regardless, the adults have needs people have needs okay so if you if you do want to have those needs fulfilled you need to make sure that there aren't any interruptions with those needs um and it's going to be harder the longer you have them in that room with you the more the more they're going to depend on you know sleeping in that bed with you or in that room with you um so getting them out of the room for a single night is i mean you might as well be trying to pull teeth uh, I would also have to say that uh, having a dog that keeps whining would also change that. That'd do it too. That'd do it. I just ignore him at this point. He's very persistent tonight too. He's normally, like I said, he last week he normally spends about ten minutes, and then he's like, "You know what? Fine, I'm done. You're not gonna give me anything. I'll go away." But he's he's very he's fairly persistent tonight. He's been down here with me for about two hours now. Yeah. Uh, uh, going no, two hours now. And <laughs> he's not tiring at all. No, not he's not. He's, he's, he's deploying new tactics at this point. So he's adapting. I mean, jumping back to it, this, the room sharing from, from all the articles that I could find, um, the basic gist of it is that it's okay up until they're two to two and a half years old maximum. Um. And even then, you're still you're still pushing the risk of creating a habit. You're going to find people who are very adamant about my kid can sleep with me. It's fine, especially it's especially common in single parents who end up you know that that single mom or single dad end up finding that that comfort with having their child in there with them, and the child likes being in there with them. But then, where does that lead to? So that's that's just my opinion on it. Again, to, I'm not an expert on any of this. I'm just telling you what my opinion is based on what I found. So, um, and Dave yeah. might have a differing opinion, but but that's just me. Yeah, and I, the more you allow 
certain habits, and this is true about any habit you have with a kid, the longer you're accepting of that behavior or how you go about that behavior, the harder it is to break it because they're so used to it. Right. And and that's true about anything. You can't expect a kid to think otherwise. They're used to habits. Right. And I mean, look at something even as simple as a, as a habit to break as, well, take this for example. Have you ever tried to stop saying a particular word? I mean, I'm, some parents will be like, I'm going to stop swearing. Um, or even something more simple as, I'm going to stop saying the word like, you know. Oh, I went I, to like them all, and I like did this, and I like did that, and that's become more and more common, right? And I, and I remember when I was growing up, that wasn't that was like, and I'm saying it now, but that was something that that you only heard Valley girls say, and then it slowly became more and more part of just you know American, the American language, you know, um, yeah, and just the just the way people talked, like was being tossed in, and now now you hear people who are in their 60s and 70s saying like just because it's accepted it's an accepted word to toss in when you're when you're thinking um and try, trying to find your next word is well and i like did this and and i, I mean I've, I've tried to stop saying it and it doesn't work i mean yeah i, I picked up saying y'all when i was when i was in south carolina and north carolina and that still stuck to me now and i can't they throw y'all though for like things like I remember a conversation where I asked the time and another person looked to their friend and said, hey, y'all, y'all? And she literally answered, oh, it's about this time. And I'm like, there was no words. There was two (laughs) y'all, y'alls. There was no indication of what that was supposed to mean. How did you get this? Where did this come from? Like, what the... I will say that I know mine is so... Like, I use it every... Like, if I'm... Yeah, I do, and I know, and I, and I'm trying to break it, and I'm trying not to use it. I, I will say the one that bugs. But me. how hard is that habit to break? It's hard. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So if something like that, if an adult in in their 30s is finding it that hard to break a simple simple habit of saying the word so or saying the word like or saying the word y'all, how easy do you think it is for somebody under the age of three to know? when it's good time to break that habit or, or what habits to break or why they should break those habits. They're not going to have an understanding of any of that. All they know is that, Hey, I was able to do this before. Why can't I do this anymore? So with that all said, we'd like to hear from all of you. So do you co-sleep with your kids? Do you allow them in the bed with you? Do you allow them in the same room as you? Or are you the type of parent like me who says never, 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 they're never going to sleep in the same room in the same bed. Or uh, I'll like the point out, maybe you did what I did, which is, for a simple amount of time. And then when you hit that time, you pushed them over. And what was that time, I guess? Right. And how hard was it to break that habit? Was it a mutual decision? Um, Or was it just one of you that said, you know what? Enough is enough. I can't do it anymore. They need to go in their own room. Uh, They need to get out of here so we can have our own time. Um, And and, um, did you, did you join the relationship with somebody who already had a kid who was co-sleeping? How difficult was it to break that habit? What did they do? Just we, we'd like to hear, we'd like to hear your your side of it, your point of view. So, um, again, whatever you got, send it into podcast at reallydeadadvice.com and and uh, we can go over it on the next show. I think this is our, our last topic before we head into emails and corrections, Dave. So, with all those subjects, obviously, we we're just talking about cold sleeping, which is a very stressful thing to 
to uh, to deal with, to get into or out of. Everybody, every parent or not, you need to take a break from time to time, escape from reality, get away, do something that that takes you out of your own mindset. It's just just to just to de-stress, decompress, you know, let off a little steam, whatever term you want to use for it. Dave, what do you what do you do to de-stress? So I look at this as a two-part question. The first question is how do you deal with the stress for like the normal day today? My wife and I sit down. Um, I usually have a either a cup of coffee or something of that nature. Sit down on my favorite chair and watch our favorite TV shows together, the ones that we enjoy watching together. My other thing, favorite thing to do is we like to go eat places, um, and especially new places. Uh, but we try and get out on our own too. So we'll actually we went up north, which is a mm-hmm. term that Minnesotans use. But we actually up did go north. up north. Way up north. Way up north. There's no there's no H in that word. Oh no. Oh, and that's how you got you no got H in that word. Oh, if you're going to speak about it right, you you really have to put uh, a nice nice little accent down there. And it's T's turned into D's. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, don't you know? It's it's you really got to really I see I have to oh, yeah, I you I, betcha. Oh yeah, you betcha. Um <laughs> it's up north. Um I you go way up there. Way up there, the way, way up there. D-E-R. It's not yep. there. It's there. Way up there. You got to go way up there, man. <laughs> well, you know, where, where Sven and Oli live, you know, there. Oh, Sven um, and Oli. Yeah, you see those bumper stickers everywhere. So we go to, there's, <laughs> the town is called Duluth, but we went there not too long ago with friends to celebrate a birthday. Just the adults. So we do that type of stuff. We try and get away for a weekend and have adult time with our friends. How about you? As of have you had time to do that yet? No, no, <laughs> no. I'm not. I uh, so I used to really enjoy doing like road trips and stuff like that. Um, but as I've gotten as I've gotten older, I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, I don't want to be in a car. I just don't want to be in any kind of vehicle for that long. And maybe it has to do with something with with living out here now, out in the Midwest, because it's not really a lot of. Um, well, what, there's not a lot of what I call scenery, all right? Folks out here might like it a little more, but well, when you grow up in New England and you grow up with New England fall and you can see it, you, it's, there's trees everywhere and you got the leaves changing and, and that, that smell that comes in, I mean, it just doesn't – it's not the same out here as it is out there because you don't have as many woods. You don't have as many trees. It's all farm. It's well, all farmland. I yeah. mean, you got to go up north no. to, to find that. And I don't want to yeah. drive that. Like, I used to just be, like, living in it, you know? Yeah. So, you, no, you do get a so smell. A you get a smell. You get a yeah, smell. You get it's, a called, smell. it's called manure. Oh, manure. Yeah. yeah. It's manure. You get It's, it's <laughs> smells like the whole world smells like shit to you. Oh, well, because and... well, well, you're in you're a smaller town than I am. I'm more I in am, the suburbs. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not as and... bad up where you are. So... I okay, so I did. I did get up to Duluth, um, not last year, but the year before. It is a very pretty town. Some of the areas when we went up there, it was actually really, really windy. That's normal. Yeah. So <laughs> we was, we <laughs> figured we were going to go up there and get some really cool pictures. So my sister, um, my sister and her girlfriend came out, and we went up to Duluth because we figured I had never been there, and my sister and her girlfriend had obviously never been there. So we wanted to take the trip to go up there. It was a long drive to to go in the same state. 
All right. I'm from, again, I'm from Massachusetts. It does not take that long to get from one end of Massachusetts to the other. Um, it doesn't even take that long to get from one end of New England to the other. It didn't seem like there was much of anything on the way up there. We did stop at one place where they explained that whole trading, uh, the trading route going up yeah. the Minnesota River and the, and the um, Mississippi River. And what they used to have to do in order to get... Um, get their materials and their, their resources from one end of the river to the other. And that is just insane. You know, when, when something that today takes us, you know, six hours to go and do, they were taking six months to do. They were like building houses just to be able to survive the mm-hmm. trip that, that short distance. So that's, I mean, that some of that stuff is insane. But when I, once we got up there, we figured we'd go and take some pictures against the lake. And, uh, you know, we thought, oh, it's going to be nice. So we couldn't see a damn thing. So that that was part of the problem. Oh my god! And it was so it was so damn cold by the water. Um, The lake is huge, but there was so much fog, you couldn't see. You really couldn't see anything. There were people out there trying to take pictures. We were trying to take pictures, but you. I mean, most of the pictures were just like us standing there (laughs) with the lake to our backs and our jackets and and everything else coming flying up behind us. So. Uh, I'll have to uh, I'll have to show you some of those pictures. <laughs> some of those pictures they were interesting. You know, like, it wasn't Minnesota, quite exactly what I pictured, but it was still impressive seeing that. Just I've never seen a lake that big before. Yeah, um, it was not. I had been told, oh, it's so big that it'll it'll feel like it's the ocean. It didn't to me. Um, you could obviously still tell it was a lake, but it is huge. That is so, that is the biggest lake I've ever seen in my life. It's also flipping cold it is i mean and it could be 100 degrees in august and that lake is still maybe breaking 40 if you're lucky yeah yeah we went up in september like mid-september i think was when we went up there so it was still it was getting pretty cold on that lake (laughs) yeah um i was not expecting that at all but there was a uh, there was a hit some sort of tower up there um on top of a hill split rock uh, that could be it. We went all the way up top there and took a look at that. That's kind of cool that seeing that view out over the bay, mm-hmm. um, or out over the, the, the lake there. Um, that was, that was an interesting view. That was an interesting yeah. viewpoint. And, and if you look at the pictures in fall, it's, mm-hmm. it's just gorgeous. It's a gorgeous place. Um, I highly recommend going to see Duluth. It is very industrial, but if you go just into town and the other areas, it is, it's a slower town. It really feels like it just slows down just a little bit. Yeah, and it's very relaxing. Yeah, it's it's it was it was interesting. I mean, just that whole the whole road that kind of cuts through that main area in Duluth. It just it's it's like one long ditch with a road in it, and you just have to. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to like guess which which exit to get off of, and every exit you come off, and you just have another bridge coming over the or an overpass going over that road. I don't know. It was. It's interesting though. It's very. It's a very steep town. Uh, yeah. So it kind of reminds me of like back east in Worcester. There's certain parts of Worcester where it's like that, where it's very steep areas. Um, or kind of reminds you of like San Francisco, just there a little, a, a little colder. <laughs> <laughs> there's a large hill um, that is notorious for freezing over. That Duluth, mm-hmm. anyone from Duluth would tell you, like. You just don't go up during like if they get snow. It's like you you ain't going up. Just walk yeah, you it. Just, Your you car just ain't going home. Up. Yeah, I mean I do that with flat roads here. So um, I'd like to hear what people do for 
for de-stressing though like because yeah like, definitely definitely uh, i'd like to get some more ideas everybody has to deal with bullshit i mean yep. whether it's at work or at home or whatever you know whatever it may be i mean everybody needs to de-stress so yeah um definitely send us in if you have a this particular way that you de-stress that that works for you every time um like for me it's you know i have a ps4 and i jump online and i'll shoot some things helps me de-stress at the end of the night and then i'm ready for bed good to go <laughs> so <laughs> unless that kd ratio gets a little off and then we then we have an issue with more stress no, right that that doesn't well let's see that doesn't really bother me anymore because we're not really doing competition although um <laughs> although there are some nights where you're just like what is happening uh but you have to yeah yeah if that's going to be your your de-stressing activity um you have to know when to when to give up um and with call of duty i can do that now i i found the point where i'm like you know what this just ain't working for me and i can kind of set i don't have to leave the game i can just separate myself from from what i want to do in the game and be like you know what i'm dying every every time i spawn it's just going to be one of those nights i just have to deal with that now if i'm in rocket league that's a different story altogether <laughs> uh, because you can either play competitive or you can play um you know non-competitive just just regular pub matches um and if you're playing non-competitive, I'm I'm pretty good. It doesn't matter if you lose, you lose. It doesn't affect your rank. And it, and even in Call of Duty now, it doesn't really affect you because it used to be. And maybe I'm in this wrong, but I know I remember this in from Halo, where you could go down in rank if you kept losing. I think you're, you're right. In Halo in Halo One or Halo Two, I believe I know it was in Halo Two, and that that was stressful. Where you're like, but damn it, I already <laughs> I already made it to that level. Why are you kicking me down? Um, cause you have a couple bad games, you get knocked down. Um, so in essence, like Halo 2 was just always competitive or felt competitive. Um, and I can't remember if they did that. In, I don't think they did that in Call of Duty. I think it was just like, you might not have progressed as quickly, but you stayed wherever you were. Um, you didn't oh, go down. I can tell you That's from experience, fine. you don't go down, but it takes no. a long freaking time to go anywhere because I played Call of Duty and I you didn't left go us. anywhere. Yeah, I did. I left you because for two reasons. <laughs> my, my baby, my kid, destroyed my my social life, which was video games at the time, um, and also it frustrated me how it felt like I was playing catch up for the abilities and the guns and all that stuff. So I never, yeah. I always felt like I was playing one, not even one step, like eight steps behind everyone and so i just i gave up so like it shouldn't feel like you're op'd until you're like op'd with them yeah. yeah it shouldn't be like that hard i will say though i in my heyday you got me on a computer uh, counter-strike dave defeat any of those half-life i would decimate you i oh, would half-life that was good at that but yeah no I my, my de-stress these days are we'll watch a masked singer try and figure out who people are and find that fun See, Matt Singer, I haven't, I, I haven't got into yet, but American Idol, man, I am loving American Idol. Absolutely loving it. The thing I like about that is the reason I don't watch The Voice is the same reason I don't watch The Mass Singer. Okay, because I don't care to watch people who are already established or people who have already had careers and squandered them or people who are just trying to get back into the limelight. Um, you know, people that are that are well past their 30s trying to just make their break finally like that sorry i got a little distracted my dog has now 
torn apart his toy completely, and I have fluff all over my floor behind me. Um, no, I, I, I don't care about, or it's not interesting to me to watch to watch those type of people where where they've had it and they're just trying to look for something for something extra. What I like about American Idol, barring the seasons that they had really bad judges, yeah, um, like Nicki Minaj, and the year they had Nicki Minaj and Mariah Carey on, oh my God, was that a shit show! It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. They were feuding the entire season, and it was like the whole season ended up being about Nicki Minaj and Mariah Carey, and which one was going to be the biggest diva. And uh, that I mean, my money's on Nikki. <laughs> watching, you'd be surprised, man. You'd be surprised. And and watching watching Keith Urban, who was so down to earth and just chill, of trying to be so chill about everything. He's sitting there watching these two, just kind of like, oh my god, oh I felt bad for the guy. I really felt bad for the guy. I but like... this year, the, the yeah. when they rebooted it, now they're on season three of the reboot of it. Um, it's been going for what eighteen years or something. Now they have Lionel Richie, um, Luke Bryan, and then they have um, Katy Perry. So she's good. Yeah. So Luke Bryan, Lionel Richie, and Katy Perry. Um, but the three of them are fantastic on there. And and, and at first, at first, Lionel Richie kind of annoyed me, and Katy Perry kind of annoyed me. And but now they they they've been doing actually really really good. They're really good at what they're doing at finding people. But um, what I like about that show, getting back to that, is. The fact that these people are the, the kids that are coming on are ones who have, especially the ones who have just lived a really hard life um, and are just trying to find something better and are, you know, they haven't had a big break. They haven't already been in the limelight. They have no idea. They got a guy that's on there who's a, who's a, uh, works off the of, yeah, back end of a garbage truck, you know, yeah, and he got on there. That. Yeah, no experience in singing. He is not a he's not a trained singer. He's never sang in front of anybody. And he just gets in there because he wants to make a better life for his kids. And I shared I shared the clip in our Facebook group. Um mm-hmm. that's the stuff that, that really hits me where it's like this guy's on here just trying to make a better life for his daughter. You know, and they, they get people get on there because they just want to make a better life for their kids. They're they're putting this talent that they have, the raw talent that they have into it to try to do that and that's that i like that i like seeing that transformation especially when they finally like figure it out and they realize oh you know this isn't just people telling me i'm good i actually am good yeah and and it hits and you see that emotion pouring into them and out of them that's what i like that's good feelings you know i have to say for what I liked about the voice, I'm not, I'm not watching it anymore. But what I liked from the very beginning was, uh, because they're judged on how good they sing, because they can't see, the judges don't mm-hmm. look at first. They're not prejudging, like mm-hmm. Simon Jerkface, whatever his last name is. Oh, Simon Cow. Yes, he's such an ass, and it's he will judge, he, he will prejudge you, and he'll be like, oh, I didn't expect that from a guy who looks like that, like. It shouldn't be that, <laughs> right? Like, like it's uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, like the British older lady who he prejudged, like. And Are you then, talking about Susan Boyle? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And he's like, "Wow, that's oh, she was amazing." You. Yeah. Yeah, but the fact that he was like, that on, was that an American Idol? I thought that no, was, was on, on. He was on one of his other shows that he had in Britain. 
like uh, Britain's Got Talent or yeah, Britain's Got Talent, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. was on it. That was the year after he left American Idol. Yeah, and, but the fact that he literally was like, "Whoa, this is impressive!" Like, come on, like that's what I liked about the voice is you're not prejudged. Also, hold on before you continue. She was yeah. Scottish. Oh, she not was Scottish. British accents are thick over there. I didn't know. Which <laughs> so. Yeah, I do. I do like that aspect of the voice. That's the only thing that I wish that I wish they would kind of adopt into American Idol. I know, I know they probably can't because of whatever rights they have to that that technique, that gimmick. But I do like that aspect of them not seeing the singer doing the auditions. I just don't like how the rest of the voice plays out. I, I don't like the structure of it. It just it's not it's not interesting to me. I just. I don't care about the the judges and who they pick and this and that. I just want to see the singers singing against each other. Um, and we kind of diverted off onto American Idol and and The Voice and all that sort of stuff. I'm not quite sure how we got there. We were talking about de-stressing and and they got into got into TV shows and video games. Um, but anyway, yes, again, if you have a, a certain de-stressing technique or method, if you have a standard routine. Um, let us know what it is. Write to podcast at reallydeadadvice.com. Let us know. Uh, let us move on. Uh, we did get, we got a couple of emails this week. Uh, we got three. If you do have an email, if you have something to share with us, again, please send it into podcast at reallydeadadvice.com. That is podcast at reallydeadadvice.com. Well, Dave, why don't you take that first one? Yeah, uh, with the increasing talks about bullying in the country, how do you as a parent? And handle it if your child is being bullied either in school or online. On the flip side of that, what would you do if you found out that your child was the one bullying other kids? Ooh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, this is hard for me because I actually was bullied up until uh, high school. So I know right. exactly how this feels and I know how mentally on uh, it affects you. Um, let's just say the school would not appreciate me as a parent if I found out my kid was being bullied and they were not doing enough to make it stop so um, would you confront the school or would you confront the, the the kids parents or both or i believe that it is the school because it is happening on school grounds that it is in fact has to be resolved or be dealt with in school um, okay. i believe that it's if it means dealing with the parent directly and we talk together as parents that's fine but i think that it does need to be taken care of that way um I also look at it as if my kid is the one being bullied, she is not going to be happy to have me as a parent because I will rain all hell on that child for being a horrible kid to another kid. If, if um, your kid is the one not being bullied. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> there's going to be a tongue lashing like she's never heard before. Yeah, I think I'm kind of along the same lines as if, if my kid's being bullied, oh, yeah, I'm going to. That's not going to end well for for the parents or the the school involved. But I mean, if it's if it's happening at the school, the school is going to get an earful. But the parents are definitely going to get an earful for me as well. Um, and if my kids be the one being bullied, that's that's again, that's on the same lines as you. Is they're going to get they they're going to be in trouble. I'll put it that way. Whether it's you know something getting taken away, but there there will be a punishment of some sort until um, they learn. Um, so. Um, Number two, second email we got, uh, says, on episode one, you talked with Lieutenant Lawson about fire safety, and one of the topics that came up was the TikTok outlet challenge, where kids were putting themselves at serious risk of being electrocuted or killed. I wanted to let you know that there is a new challenge out there called the TikTok Skullbreaker Challenge. 
It's incredibly dangerous and has already caused serious injuries in both kids and adults. Have you heard about this and what are your thoughts on it? No, I, I, I hadn't heard about it until my wife brought it up to me. Um, and looking into it, it was just, I mean, it's, it's freaking ridiculous. Again, it's, I'm not going to get too much into it just because it's <sighs> fucking dumb. It's dumb. It's just stupid. It's another the form same, of bullying is what it is. It is. I mean, it really is. It's not, it's not, and you're not even, at least with the outlet challenge, you are, you're putting yourself at risk. It's your own fault. Um, with this one, and, and if you don't know what it is, I mean, you can just Google the TikTok uh, um, skull breaker challenge. Uh, I, cause again, I don't want to get too much into it and promote the stupidity. Um, but people are being injured like really, really badly by this. Um, and it, it is what it's, I mean, it's a skull breaker challenge and people are doing it to other kids and to other, uh, to adults, to their parents. Um, and I don't, I don't know how you don't know the consequences of, of getting your skull smashed onto the ground because of somebody else doing something stupid to you, but hmm, back to the, don't be stupid, stupid. All right. So in the, the third and final email, Dave, why don't you take this one? I feel like this was let on for me to be said. So <laughs> in, in episode one, you briefly got into a conversation about how different parts of the country say some things differently. Has this ever gotten you confused or in trouble as someone in the past? All right. Now, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stand up and say I am from Minnesota. We say pop, duck, duck, gray duck. I'm sorry. You all are wrong. All right. <laughs> you can all screw yourselves. We have reasons. There's an article from the New York Times from a guy. I think it was a guy. It might be a girl who talks about why it makes sense. So I saw this article. I've had people from Minnesota share a whole bunch of articles about this with me, and they always come back to this thing where it's like, oh, in Sweden there's this, there was, or in Sweden or Norway or whatever it was, there was a game called Anka Anka Granka, okay? And it was, which translates into Duck Duck Grey Duck. However, however. It's very loosely if you look at it. It's very loosely, Yes. However, there is another one um, that actually, the, the original game that was from Sweden was actually... Uh, a, a another game that was Duck Duck Goose. So that excuse doesn't hold water. Also, the article that you were talking about where that, where that woman was talking about why it's so great to say Duck Duck Grey Duck and it takes a higher skill level. Well, that's also longer to say. So if you if you want to try to add different colors into your game, like Which we do. Green Duck or whatever, yep. makes no sense. The whole point of duck, duck, goose is because it's a quick word. Duck, 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 goose. And then you run. That's it. Yeah, but I can, I can tell you, you right have, now. You I have to have the, 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 the reaction time to. Gray duck, I can still not even get up and take someone. I'm just saying. Goose, all I have to listen for is a goose. Who's lengthening out their goose for that long? Goose. We got, can, we got, that's no, easy. We got real, real quick. If you're going duck. Goose. That's it. You're yeah. gone. Yo, you're gone. Fucking get you, Single right? syllable. <laughs> goose. Goose. <laughs> yeah. Single you're syllable. Wrong. You're all wrong. I don't care. You know, <laughs> you're right. You're wrong. That's just how it is. So, so the other part <laughs> of that, um, my end of that, um, something that I was asked to, something that I was asked to bring up on the show. Oh my god. Uh, it was this whole soda and pop thing, and and my experience in South Carolina. So when I got out of boot camp. Now, me being from New England, I say soda. Okay. When I got a book out of boot camp, 
after eating boot camp food for three months, um, I really, really wanted McDonald's. And I thought it was fantastic that there was a McDonald's on the way to the campground that my parents had, my parents had come down my family, whole family had come down to watch me graduate. And they were staying at a campground in our, in our RV. So we decided to go, um, to McDonald's because that's what I wanted. Now I knew I was not going to be able to eat all this, um, McDonald's there because I had not eaten anything that greasy and God knows how long. Um, so we went there and I saw there was a 50 piece bucket of chicken nuggets and I immediately ordered that even though I knew I was going to eat about three, which that was actually the exact number of chicken nuggets I was able to eat was three before, (laughs) before that ended and the rest of them were dispersed. Um, but the interesting part of this was that I was not aware that they were all saying had different words for things down in the South. I mean, I knew some things, but uh, we pulled up to the drive-thru and I proceeded to try to put my order in. I said, all right, I'd like, I'd like, uh, I want the 50 piece bucket of chicken nuggets and I want a large fry and I want a large Coke. And the guy looks at me and he says, okay, what kind? I went, uh... Coke? Wait, wait. Hold on. What kind of large? Large. I want a large Coke. And he, <laughs> the, the look of confusion on his face as well as mine. I mean, we were just must have been mirroring each other. So he goes, uh, "What?" Uh, he's like, "Yes, sir. What? What kind?" I said, "Large." And he says, "No, sir." I said, "Well, why don't you explain to me what different types you have?" And I'm looking at my looking at my folks like, am I am I stupid? Am I the one? Am I not getting this? Or what's what's happening here? So he goes into explaining that there's there's Coca Cola Coke, there's Sprite Coke, there is, and he keeps going down the list. Now this is this is all wrong. <laughs> this, this is Coke is Coke, man. Coca Cola, so confusing. Coke. And he says, oh, okay, sir. And I was just, that threw me so bad. And I was, I, I was sure that I was like, I've been away from civilization too long. I, that's what happened. I was <laughs> too long. And now I have no idea how the world works. So that's my story. I got a little confused. Um, but that's all the emails we have. So we're going to move into corrections. We only have one correction. Um, right. Again, if you have a correction for us whether it's about something we said or something we may have left out, you send those into podcast at really And we will, we will read them on here because um, we love being corrected. So the only correction we have, uh, Dave, I don't know if you want to read this or if you want me to take this, because this has to do with something you said. Yeah. And that's fine. I'll say it. Hey guys, <laughs> just sending in a quick correction of something that was said last on last week's episode on episode two, while you were discussing the coronavirus, David, me, mentioned that it was hitting primarily primarily the immune deficient the very old and the very young while those first two are correct new reports are showing that although there have been some cases the virus isn't really affecting kids or pregnant women the article said that with over 75,000 cases there are only there only seems to be about 100 or so cases where children were infected and most only have mild cold symptoms. Similar cases have been found with women in their third trimester of pregnancy. So I like this correction because it's interesting. I wonder what's expecting that. No, me neither. And that's why I was like, I was like, oh, I'm wrong, which I'm fine with, but I'm wrong in an interesting way. Like, yeah, like really, <laughs> that's, only that's interesting. No, I, pieces? yeah, it's and the ones that do, I mean, it's funny that the ones that the kids that do get infected 
they're not they're just having like basic cold symptoms like that's it they're not getting severely sick at all yeah so it's it's interesting because they're usually the ones that get hit the hardest yep. but it's a good correction it's a good correction thank you for yeah. sending it in. um so final thoughts i mean we we went over and i'll just do the little rundown here uh we had hit the coronavirus update uh we talked about the anniversary of the miracle um miracle on ice miracle on ice uh, it was February 22nd, 40 year anniversary. Uh, we talked about the 36 year old woman who was arrested for calling 911 after her parents shut off her cell phone. Uh, we talked about that mysterious signal from deep space. Um, and we talked about co sleeping and de stressing. So, had a couple emails, had a couple, or had a single correction, which was a fantastic correction. So, I think that's uh, that's pretty much it there. Any, any final thoughts, Dave, on, on what we talked about tonight? If your parent is still paying for your cell phone bill, in your 30s and then they cut it off you should maybe think about why not call 911 yeah and I, I really hope for uh, I really hope for a follow up to that because that right now they each article I've seen it says we don't know why the parents have shut it off but I really hope they find out so I can so I can find out I'm, I'm incredibly curious um, you know with me it's going to be the same thing I, I, I feel like my, my closing is going to be the same just don't don't be an asshole you know don't be stupid Listen to your parents. Do good things. With that said, that's all we got. Dave, thank you for joining me again this week. Hopefully, that uh, was fun. yeah. Hopefully, we have a have a couple of guests coming up. Um, talk about some other some other things. We're going to kind of try to flip up the format a little bit. We're still getting used to this, getting used to the format, trying to figure out what works for us and what doesn't. And uh, we're taking your critiques seriously. If you do have any of those critiques or emails, or corrections, suggestions, anything, again podcast at reallydeadadvice.com thank you if it's your birthday out there happy birthday we'll see you next time